Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to BYT Radio. My name is Brandon Weatherby. I'm sitting in the beautiful full-service radio studio inside of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan in Washington, D.C. Sitting with me, today's guest, one of the founders of Brightest Young Things, a man that's clearly happy to be here. That was a fart noise. His name is Kale. Kale, how are you? Um, Stop looking at your computer. I'm a little sick. Look at me. I'm a little sick. When aren't you a little sick? Uh... I'm always sick. It's not go. contagious, so uh, whoever uses the mic after me will be fine. Okay. But how often are you sick? You're always sick. I'm always sick. I'm currently um, on a heavy dose of steroid medication for okay. my sickness. Why are, why are you on a steroid medication? Uh, because I have uh, polyps in my nose. Let's get in depth about this. Let's dive deep dive into the polyps. What is a polyp for the listener at home? Um, it's, like it's kind of like a gross thing that looks like a grape. That's okay, so you, my sinuses. So you have like a mini grape in your nose. Yep, and uh, because I have chronic allergies and sinusitis, they wait gr- sinusitis. Yes, what does sinusitis? What does sinusitis mean? Uh, it means that I have constant congestion and allergy stuff going on in my sinuses, which makes it hard for me to breathe. Cool. So this is a difficult thing to live with every day of your life. Yeah. So breathing is a thing <laughs> that I have to think about. Like, do like, can I breathe tonight? <laughs> Sorry that I'm laughing directly into your face <laughs> while staring at you and making you talk about this into a microphone. Yes. So about every year or so, my doctor sticks this uh, long uh, metal scope uh, deep into the recesses of my sinus cavity. Cool. And he says, oh, God, <laughs> it looks real bad in there. And then he prescribes me the medication that Walter White took on uh, Breaking Bad. Really? Uh, in high dosages to shrink the polyps. And then, uh, and then I spray them with an additional topical steroid, and then the idea is that kind of kills them and they stay down. Uh, and then every maybe five years or so, uh, I have to go in and have them surgically uh, cut out. And then, do they knock you out when they? Uh, they do. They knock. Okay. Well, he said he has a new uh, tool now. Okay. That if if it if like the you know the the stem of the grape is yes. very thin. Okay. He could do a topical anesthesia and then cut it off in his office with this like new tool that he has. But I have not tried that yet. Would you be okay with that? Uh, I think I would have to take maybe like some Xanax before I did it. Uh, because of the nerves, or well, because it's fun to take Xanax? <clears throat> both. I would say both. But I, I do, I do have a. I'm a little squeamish when it comes to. Uh, like my own medical stuff, which is not good for me since I'm constantly having these issues. Um, now, would you consider wearing an eye mask so you couldn't see what was going on? Um, I would consider that. I, I mean, I probably would close my eyes, to be honest. Yeah, but how do you not open them if there's a man with essentially a big pair of tweezers in your nose? Because I know that if I do open my eyes and I see what's going on and I think about it too much, I will get nauseated and might pass out. But you're also like one of the most rational human beings I know. Yes. You don't, you, you, you say you're squeamish, but you don't ever act or appear squeamish. Uh, well, you haven't gone to the doctor with me. That is true. I have seen photos of you holding or petting dogs at doctors and dentists' office, even though you are allergic. Uh, yes, uh, I do. I'm cursed with a, <laughs> a deep... Uh, is it real, fair to say that you're a cursed man? I'm a cursed man. I, I'm cursed with a deep love of uh of dogs and my dentist has a dog that just chills in the office okay uh and her name is mavis okay and she's very small and i'll be laying there getting my teeth cleaned and she'll jump up on my stomach uh she is you know quote-unquote hypoallergenic no dogs are really hypoallergenic unless they've been genetically modified but she is better than some dogs. Okay. And as long as I kind of keep her away from direct contact with my face, sure. I can let her chill there for a little bit and pet her and then not die. Uh, two things. Number one, happy International Women's Day, Kale. We did it. Number two, 
Uh, you're the guy that throws the parties for BYT. Uh, yes, one of the one of the things I do at BYT um, is is throw the parties. And the reason why that's why you're on the show this week. And I think that the reason why we led with some of the most disgusting things we've ever talked about on BYT Radio is because we're all going to die, and we need to embrace life. And one of the easiest ways and funnest ways to embrace life is not to take selfies in the line hotel, which is happening right behind me. It's to go to parties and to meet your fellow man mm-hmm. and shake hands and yeah. dance yeah. and drink PBR. PBR sponsored this one, right? Yeah. And drink PBR specifically. No other beers. None. Just sponsored beers. Uh, Jim Beam is this one too? Uh, yeah, Jim Beam and some of the other products. Hell yeah. So yeah. Hell Jim, yeah. Jim Beam and PBR is pretty pretty good lineup for the... Drink, drink your booze. Mm-hmm. High five your fellow Russian man at party with us. Okay, so, uh, Kale, you're one of the founders of BYT, is that correct? That is correct. Okay, and this is what number party? I know we don't keep track, but I kind of think we should. Um, what, you like the Grateful Dead, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a deadhead, but I, I do enjoy it. What were those picks called? Somebody's picks? Dick's picks. Dick's picks. Aren't they in order? Or like, aren't they numbered? They might be. I, I honestly Let's just say they are. Let's yeah. do Nine Inch Nails Halos. Let's, uh, <laughs> why don't we number our parties? Um, we could. I think the one issue there is, is some people may not know that, well, may not know all the different types of mm-hmm. parties that we do. So some people may know BYT for our comedy festival, the Benson sure. Ball, and some people might know it for our kind of museum after hours sure. events. Sure. Hear me out. Yes. Hear me out. You're getting two in the weeds in Sorry. this. How about we just name every party one of three clear numbers? 69, 311. And 420. Those are only the numbers we have, and that way it's either a 420 party, a 69 party, or a 311 party. Yeah. I think that's just a fun, wonderful way to celebrate life, because sooner or later we're all going to develop polyps in our noses and right. die. Should you be living in Washington, D.C.? Is there a better climate for you, besides, like, a bubble? Um, I, since I'm technically allergic to everything... <laughs> I don't think it matters. Okay, you've traveled the world. If, if people follow you on Instagram, they'll know that. Where, how could they follow you on Instagram? At sign. <sighs> Jesus Christ, man. It's your own Instagram. I think it's like underscore. It's Kale underscore. People love underscores. I don't know if you knew this. I know it's, that we it's, were. It's, it's Kale, C-A-L-E underscore B-Y-T. Okay. Uh, was it yesterday you posted some beautiful photo of some like carving in Switzerland? Yeah, so I took a trip to Switzerland um, to the Berner Oberland area. Um, stayed in a little uh, mountain town called Murin, which you can only get to by cable car. There's no roads there. And it's just like a small uh, cow and tourist community, like 7,000 feet in the mountains. What's more difficult to do, uh, accessing this town or breathing for you? <sighs> Well, actually, I did breathe well See? up in that mountain, so perhaps I need to become a... Should you become a mountain man? A mountain man cattle farmer. A la the last season of Breaking Bad. Not so much the cattle farmer, but definitely a mountain man that hides in the Yeah, I got the medication for it already. So. There you go. Party. Did you feel uh, like you related to Walter White more because you were suffering the same head diseases? Uh, we we had different, very different diseases. We just took the same medication. So. I got that. I got that you're not dying. Are you dying of cancer? Not dying of cancer. Congratulations. Please, a round of applause for not dying of cancer, everybody. And if you're out there and you are dying of cancer, hey, best of luck. We're working for you. Anyways, party time. Excellent. How about that transition? Yeah. All right. Uh, party April 7th at the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. Correct. I've been telling people and in social media that this is the most popular museum in the world because at one point it was. I don't know if it still is. I probably should have looked that up. Do I need to amend that? Um, I asked them last time I was there if that was true, and they the people that worked there said yes. And there it is. We're partying at the most powerful and positive museum, whatever. Uh, why should people come to this event? Sell me on the event, Kale. Okay. So... Um well, this is our second um, project with the Air and Space Museum, and uh, the one we did last year was uh, arguably one of my top, maybe five favorite events of BYT history. Why? 11 years. Because uh, I'm a space nerd, okay. and the Air and Space Museum has always been kind of our goal venue for BYT. It just mm-hmm. makes sense. We've done a lot of space parties in the past, um, uh, and... 
it was sort of the holy grail of Smithsonian's to do something in because they they traditionally were a uh, a little tricky venue to to do this kind of thing in. And it's not like BOT hadn't had parties at other Smithsonian's. We've done the American Art Museum. Yeah, Hirsch, right? Hirschhorn. Yeah, Smithsonian American Art Museum, Portrait Gallery, Hirschhorn, yeah. lots of stuff. Yeah, we have a long history with working with Smithsonian. Great people. We love them very much. But the Air and Space Museum was one we hadn't conquered yet. Um, and surprising to us, they actually had, um, you know, secretly been coming to BYT parties for really? years yeah, and taking notes and, uh, and we're, we're big fans. What, what were the notes? You know, like, like, will, will, <laughs> will these people destroy the Hubble telescope or something? I don't know. What, what, seriously, what is the Smithsonian with an all due respect? What could you possibly take a note for? They, they had alcohol and happy people. Like what's, well, so I think what it is, right. You have these large institutions and they're full of many different groups and, and sure. bureaucracy and you, and to do something like this, where you really kind of take over the whole space and integrate the mission of the museum and the people that work there mm-hmm. into the fabric of the event, it needs to be something that, you know, thematically works for them and follows all their rules sure. and makes sense. And so the the people that wanted to do it were like, you know, kind of the the cool marketing people that know BYT and like BYT mm-hmm. and thought there was some value in bringing a huge group of BYT audience to their museum. So they had to basically internally sell the idea of a BYT experience at their event. So they were kind of going and, and making sure that whenever they got asked questions of what is a BYT event by like some old, like wrinkly white dude that has never you know, seen a BYT event, they can they can say, oh, this is why this is different than what you might be thinking it is. So okay. it's, a, it's a battle that we have to fight a lot with these institutions. So when you're are, talking to uh, men of the Caucasian persuasion and they happen to be up in, up in age, what do you say to sell them on our parties? Oh, I'm not invited to those meetings. Oh, good call. Yeah. Good call. Everyone who's making that decision is making the right decision. This party, Correct. though, uh, this party's selling quite well. Uh, if you want tickets, you probably should buy them well before the event. We will sell it in advance. I think one of the reasons why is because because of the 2001 A Space Odyssey like exhibit that's part of it? Yeah, well, I think there's a couple kind of neat factors that are making this exciting. And the, the, it's so uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey uh, will, will have premiered 50 years ago in D.C. come April. So this will be the 50th anniversary of the, uh, the world premiere of 2001. So we're calling the event... 2001 a space party mm-hmm. get it because like 2001 a space odyssey i thought we were honoring not academy award winner stanley kubrick because just so you know he did not win an academy award no ever ever kobe won um so we have Moving on. yeah so we have the, so we have the 2001 theme but um unlike the last event we did where we try to make up our own space holiday and i don't think it quite <laughs> resonated <laughs> with the common man um, it was a little convoluted. Uh, a for effort. Um, <laughs> you can't grade yourself. No, no, it wasn't me. No, no, it was it was oh, a, okay. the Smithsonian's idea for okay. for the thing, and and we all signed off on it and thought it was a cool idea. But um, I don't think we were able to really translate what the the uh, meaning of the holiday was last year. So we this set, one's obvious. This one is, I think, obvious to uh, definitely a, a certain subset and larger subset of people, which is the uh, annual Yuri's Night celebration. Could you give everyone a quick 101 on what Yuri's Night is? Yeah, so uh, Yuri's Night is a, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a group of kind of, you know, volunteers and space nerds that uh, started this organization to celebrate uh, the historic uh, uh, space flight of Yuri Gargarin, or Gar- Yuri Gargarin, mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably pronounce that different every time I say it, um, who was the first man in space, a Russian, uh, in 1961. So and this is a party in a Smithsonian celebrating Russia. Yeah, and I think, cool. I think what's interesting about that, though, is because the, you know, I think that the space program, one of the most amazing things of the space program is that it unites the world, right? It, it, and it, and, it, and it, I don't want to get too... Um, you know, sentimental here, but why it, get sentimental? Well, You're never I, sentimental. I mean, I think it. I think it. Like you can, you can admire this hero, Yuri, and the fact that that, and you can admire the Russian space program for putting a man in space 
1961 with less technology than we have on our phones right here. And they did it before the U.S. even put a satellite successfully into space. I mean, it's incredible and it's awe-inspiring and it transcends, you know, national boundaries and it's, it makes sense that we're, we're celebrating. It's a beautiful sentiment and I completely agree. And, and, it's the perfect reason to have a party. It's it's a wonderful way to look f- forward. Uh, that's the the positive. The negative is uh, last week Russia announced uh, their new bombs, yeah. and I was like, those bombs are stupid because they have bad graphics. Anyone that has bad graphics can't have a working bomb. And then you're like, oh yeah, this they launched a man into space with uh, less than an iPhone. So now I'm just worried. Anyways, yeah. uh, this will be a fun party. Yeah. So we're going to take over the whole uh, museum. It's a giant museum. Um, and, you know, in typical BYT uh, event fashion, we try to make the uh, events uh, accessible to a wide variety of uh, types of people with different interests. Let me give you my highlights. Yep. Uh, I don't care about the rest. Okay. DDM. DDM. I love DDM. Uh, DDM is a hip-hop artist based out of Baltimore. Do we have any... Could, hey, could you play some DDM? Do you know who it's DDM so is, It's so funny because we do something on Tuesday nights called SoundCloud Rapper Madness mm-hmm. on Antique Black. So the game is we, no other go- we Google the name of a state plus SoundCloud Rapper, and it's a big tournament-style bracket. Oh. DDM just advanced to the next round. There you go. So, so he's your Maryland rapper. Yeah. Um, let me pull up. Pull the, up some DDM. Yeah, I'll pull up the song. I've uh, enjoyed DDM for quite a while. I'm taking full credit for this booking. Yes. And uh, DDM is an openly gay black man out of Baltimore and uh, equal parts uh, oh we're listening to him now he's a wonderful man so I love this this is what I want to see at a party this is what I want to see at a show you can, you can cut it the other thing that I'm incredibly excited to see is uh, NPR personality Glenn Weldon from Pop Culture Happy Hour yeah so that's different that's what I'm trying to say that's what I like about the parties yeah so the idea is you can go you know, you can get your Jim Beam and your PBR. Hell yeah! And you can go listen to the uh, the, the musical stylings of DDM mm-hmm. on one stage, uh, or you could go to the IMAX Planetarium and sit down and listen to a cool talk um, from some space nerds. And yep. uh, we have a photographer that took these incredible uh, photos of the uh, International Space Station that's going to be uh, doing a talk. Uh, so you know, you can get your infotainment on. You can get, oh god! You've never made that sound less appealing. Yeah, you can get, uh, you can get your planetarium show on. Stop talking, you're hurting. Uh, go to byt britishyoungthings.com. Buy tickets now. Uh, they're selling much quicker than the last one. This thing's going to sell out probably at least a week in advance. So, also the ticket price goes up on the thirteenth. Is that right, Kale? Um, a week after we announce. Well, uh, that's not completely true. So, the, yeah, the, the ticket price is going to go up. And that's all you need to say. It's not an exact science when it does. But I think we've buried maybe two leads okay. of this Okay, sell me. I don't want to uh, ramble on too much more, but we do have uh, the, uh, the, the the guy from the band Washed Out is doing a DJ set, mm-hmm. uh, and he personally is a big space nerd, right? So... Um, He's. Uh, I'm excited to see what he uh, cranks out. And then the other uh, thing that is going to be premiering uh, at the event is a uh, full-scale um, recreation of the crazy uh, bedroom the, from the end of 2001 A Space There Odyssey. you go. And th- so that's going to be built inside the museum, and you'll be able to go inside there and take your Instagrams. <laughs> God. Uh, I have one caveat. Shoot. Uh, this will be a very limited space, uh, pun intended. Uh, so get there early if you really want to see this. Yeah, and, we're, and what we're going to do, we're going to come up with an, a thing where you can actually come early and get your Instagram and then come back to the party later, etc. We'll, we'll figure it out. But the point is, uh, if you aren't able to get in, it will uh, be at the Air and Space Museum for the next... No, m- no, 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 it won't. It's here one night only. This is your only time to see this event. Moving on. Yes, but you want to be the first to get that Instagram, so you got to go. Oh, God, I hate you so much right now. So... Uh, we talk about television much too much in the office. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Uh, it is fair to say. And uh, By the way, I just want to point out, Kale and I are the only two men that work for British Young Thinks, uh, at least in D.C. Uh, happy International Women's Day, Kale. Yeah, well, they're, they got the day off, right? We have to do the work so that we can, they can celebrate. I'm not going to follow. Does that work? That <laughs> works. <laughs> uh, one of the things that we talk about a lot is television, and the reason why we talk about television is because there is no more monoculture, except... Except 
the monumental television show every once in a while. Right now, I don't know what it is. Jackie, you have any ideas what it is? Nope. Okay, Kaylee, you have any ideas what it is? No. I don't think there is one. One of the last was The Walking Dead. I agree. The Walking Dead actually uh, premiered like eight years ago now, something like that. A long time right, ago. Right, it's on the eighth season. Does that, but has it been exactly? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is this uh, when it premiered, it had around 6 million viewers. It peaked around 12, 13, 14 million viewers. That's a lot of viewers. The only other stuff that gets that kind of number is, is football. Uh, things have changed. They're back down to the six. You're the only person in the office still watching The Walking Dead. Correct. At least live. So what we decided to do is uh, ask everyone around, uh, did you ever watch The Walking Dead? And if so, when did you stop watching? Uh, I was expecting to have at least one person in our uh, contributor list and our staff list to say, oh, no, I still watch The Walking Dead. Nope, just you. Mm-hmm. So I stopped walking the, watching The Walking Dead once I realized, oh, this isn't fun anymore. This is just depressing and it's no longer compelling. Mm-hmm. Jack, did you ever watch Never. The Walking Dead? No. Okay, what? why didn't you watch The Walking Dead? I don't Dead? know. I don't watch a lot of TV shows, so I'm the wrong person to ask. Fantastic. Thanks for contributing to this. I really appreciate your time and effort. Okay. Um, I don't care about zombies. I'm not opposed to zombies. Just indifferent. Same with horror films. Indifferent. Though, I did love AMC, specifically Mad Men number two, Breaking Bad. I think Mad Men is a better show because I like men in fancy clothes that are abusing women in style versus just abusing men with uh, women with shabby beards. Happy uh, Women's Day. Shout out to everyone currently sitting in full service radio with a shitty shabby beard. Anyways, uh, then I just stopped. I was so into The Walking Dead, I would watch t- Talking Dead. I remember us having discussions about The Walking Dead exactly. many years ago. Yes. And then I was actually excited. Like, oh, they're getting to Alexandria. That's not too far from where we live and work. I'll enjoy seeing the local scenes. Yeah. And then I just didn't watch it anymore. Uh, I didn't care anymore. Why do you still watch? Um, I ask myself that after every episode um, and every time I see my Amazon Prime bill come in because okay yeah what the hell why are you you're paying for this I, I, I am paying for it what I is buy, wrong with you I buy the season pass um, I don't know and I, I can't quite figure it out um, because I I used to enjoy the uh, water cooler talk about it but no one watches it anymore okay so I just get to go, like think about it alone afterwards <laughs> does your wife watch it with you she does she okay does. so at least you could talk to her about it yeah but she does, does she enjoy it no she didn't really enjoy it either so we don't really like to talk about it afterwards did she ever enjoy it yeah we both used to really like it do you remember your favorite season do you have a favorite season I mean I still think the, the first season was my favorite season okay I liked the governor season which is I think three yeah so well there's there's multiple governor seasons but the first governor season, first was governor still, season. I was still on board at that point and okay. enjoyed it yeah uh, we're gonna spoiler alert if full spoilers right? but you don't yeah but who cares no one if, cares, if yeah. you're still watching you're already caught up and you and, don't care and, and if you're not you're not yes and even if you are still watching the spoilers don't matter anymore because if you are still watching, you don't care. There about you go. Perfect the caveat. Perfect yeah. caveat. Now, uh, let's do a very quick summary of all of The Walking Dead season one. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, they start in Atlanta, they end up at the CDC, and it blows up. Yeah. Okay, great. I understand why people stopped watching. Kaylee, uh, staff member at Bryce Young Things, wrote about she thought it was a perfect one season encapsulation of it. I kind of agree with her. But I kept watching. And I well, think there was the cliffhanger secret that he whispered to Rick in the CDC. See, I don't remember that. Yeah, that you wanted to know what that secret was. Cool. Do you want to know what the secret yeah, was? Yeah, what was the secret? It, everyone turns into zombies when they die, not just when they get bit. That oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a secret. Okay, because that... Um, Shane, okay. the yes. Punisher. Yes, Punisher yeah. becomes... <laughs> we're going to go through a lot of Marvel properties yeah. as we talk about this. Um other people stopped watching because of Carl, specifically Diana Metzger, BYT staff writer. She stopped watching, not because she didn't like the show and didn't like the actors. You can only have a boy complain so much to dad. And it's, it's kind of mean to, com- to complain about a boy complaining in a post-apocalyptic zombie world, but fuck that kid. I'm yeah. glad he's dead. By the yeah. way, Carl's dead. Yeah, he's dead, and, and hey, no one cared. Cool. Well... Let, should we talk about Carl for a minute? Absolutely. Or do you want to continue your, your uh, chronological thing? So I think what was... Like, Carl dying didn't have any emotional impact, Mm -hmm. right? Because, again, we don't care about Carl. But it was, I think it was, like, it had an impact on the quality of the show because at least Carl had a different dynamic as a character being the son. That's a a good point. And a boy being raised in zombie apocalypse. That's a good point. And now he's gone and you don't get that, like, kind of coming of age in the zombie apocalypse storylines you could do. Okay, there was a different coming of age storyline with with Motorcycle Man who's friends in real life with Sleater Kinney. Uh, 
He, you know what I'm talking about? What? The like second male lead. Yeah. What's his name? That uh, guy. Yeah, that guy. That guy. Uh, and then Crossbow Man. Crossbow Man. Yeah. Crossbow Man had a very odd will they won't they father daughter sexual dynamic with a girl who was coming of age, and he's like no good. And yeah, they killed like, her off too. Exactly. But I thought that that death was actually emotionally satisfying. Oh, yeah, but, but yeah, because we weren't at that point when she died, we still cared. Okay, so do you think if they killed Carl at that point, you would have cared? Yes. Okay. That's an interesting caveat that I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, other people stopped watching just because they didn't care, but they were very happy to see some uh, representation. For example, Michonne. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came to the conclusion yesterday in the office, we're experts, that The Walking Dead was the best representative representation of American population, actually, maybe ever. Uh, there was an Asian male lead. There is a black woman lead. There's um, there was a, a strong gay storyline. Uh, there's a strong lesbian storyline. There the, was a beloved lo- Asian male lead. Like yeah, he was probably the most beloved. I would say the most the most controversial death probably. Was, there you go, was Glenn. And that's perfect because that moves on to why another person stopped walking once Glenn was brutally murdered. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that just turned off a ton of people, right? And and for good reason. And it, what and to me, it wasn't because they murdered a beloved character okay. that was the problem. It was the way they did it was just so, you know, they they did this whole like eeny meeny miny mo end of season cliffhanger. Who's going to get their head beat in? Now, and then really quick yeah. caveat here: I didn't necessarily know that's how Glenn died until I was editing this piece. I knew that. And I, it finally connected that the Dave Chappelle hosted af, hosted SNL after the election parodies that. That's what I re- remembered from mm-hmm. it. So if you're not sure exactly what we're talking about, think of the Dave Chappelle skit where he uh, kills off of his other characters. Yeah, and and I think what, what what happened with the show at that point is, and I I mentioned this in the the, the BYT piece um, that might have been kind of confusing, is that everyone on the show. I believe now realizes they're on a television show, which I love this theory. Now, did you come up with this theory? <laughs> uh, probably not, but I don't know. But you haven't seen like a Reddit thread about this. No. You haven't seen. I think that this is worth exploring. TV shows that become self-aware. Yeah, and I think there's an argument to be made that The Simpsons have done it as well. Yeah, around season twenty something, that all of a sudden the former stakes don't matter, nothing matters anymore, but we're going to continue to live in this fun world, a la a video game. Yep, that's actually why I stopped watching. <laughs> Is the video game aspects. I don't care about video games. Ready Player One to me looks atrocious. It doesn't matter. The reason why I'm bringing this up is I'm probably stopped watching for the silliest of reasons. The big baddie. What's his name? Who's the hot baddie? Negan. Negan. Yeah. What's okay? Negan in real. Didn't Negan also portray the uh, second in the Pee Wee movie from like two years ago on Netflix? No, I think you're thinking I apologize. of uh, Joe Magnum. I, I am, I am. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Two attractive men, though, let's be honest, that ride yeah. motorcycles, yeah. that have black leather coats, yeah. and perfectly crisp white T-shirts. Yes. This is why I stopped watching. Uh, this was the big ad campaign for the following season, the season before I stopped. He was dressed perfectly. Mm-hmm. He had the most perfect hair. He had the perfect amount of stubble that was clearly mm-hmm. maintained on a daily basis. That is unrealistic to And me. no sweat. And no sweat. You said it doesn't matter. Like, that's okay because he is the leader of a cult. Mm-hmm. I don't care. That's still unrealistic. That's model ready yeah, at yeah, all yeah. times. You know, I, I, that, that the peak of the white t-shirt poking out of his leather jacket mm-hmm. is the most distracting thing on the entire series. Thank you. And this is a show about zombies. Yeah. And that's what turned me off about this. I yes. don't like attractive men that are that attractive because it doesn't make any sense. Now, if we're talking about editorial models, I'm in. This guy's got my money. But it just doesn't make any sense. And when we're talking about something this silly and that's the thing that turns me off... It's just no longer compelling. We're into video game territory. Do you ever see yourself stopping watching The Walking Dead? Oh, God. Um, okay, so I think I, I think what I, what I said at the end of my little blurb was if it gets any worse or any better, then I might stop. But it's like it's right now. It's like on this like razor thin edge where it's like I'm not hate watching it and I'm not love watching it and I think if I love watched it then the bad parts would annoy me more and if I was hate watching it I would feel more pointless about doing it because you don't hate it enough because I don't hate it enough because there are still some moments that I enjoy do you think anything could take it from where it is now to back to season one 
Um, I mean, they seem to have, uh, they seem to just fire every production person and director and showrunner every six months and try something new and it, they just keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again. So I don't know, maybe just a very drastic like time jump or location jump or something that just twists no, that's the story a, That's around. an interesting idea. I'm tr- some shows have done that. I'm a big Jane the Virgin fan. They time jump three years forward. It was actually for the best. Are you a big Jane the Virgin fan? Uh, I am. I, I, I'm not caught up. I think I've seen season one and two and I really okay. enjoyed those. I think you're about to go into the jump. Into the jump. Okay. It's, it's wonderful. Also, do you think Jane belongs with Michael? Uh, I would say after me just seeing season one and season two, uh, it could really go either way. Okay, good answer. There's no definitive on that. I'm I'm a team no, but I'm definitely in the minority. Uh, Michael's horrible character. He's uh, no. Yeah. He's a bad person. Uh, I hate Michael. Back to last question about The Walking yeah. Dead. Do you ever regret not throwing a big zombie party about four years ago and just cashing checks? Uh, actually, we did. I, no, 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 no. That was an event. That wasn't a specific party. Um, on H Street. I know about this. I'm talking about a one specific blowout event, maybe at the Air and Space Museum, Zombies in Space. Yeah, we, we, we probably should have done that. Yeah, you should have kept all that money on the table. Okay, so if you want to read that, go to brightestyoungthings.com. You could also find our tickets there. We're going to come back with our best weekend bats. Jack, play me some music so I could prepare. Down the block at a rail quarter to ten. About to put a couple L's in the air with both of my men's. Can't wait to get my ass in the house and take off my Tim's. But something ain't right, I can feel it all in my limbs. That's when I hear shots fire in the distance. But it happened so much at first, I dismissed it. Chalk it up the fear or the sharpen of my senses. You always coming out here trying to fight some motherfucking violence. This, of course, DDM. Song's called Children of Men. We'll be right back. On the corner, it's a pack of niggas getting real bucked. And a bitch with them yelling, she trying to fight her head up. All right, we're back. Every Thursday on BritishJunkThings.com, we publish our best weekend bets. We do it for Washington, D.C., gay Washington, D.C., New York City, and Chicago. Uh, quick caveat here. Uh, just because we say gay Washington, D.C. doesn't mean that there aren't a ton of gay events in uh, regular best weekend bets. And once again, when we say regular best weekend bets, we do not mean that they are necessarily gay nor straight. Happy International Women's Day. Here are three men in a studio talking to you from Full Service Radio. Kale. Yep. How are you? How's your day going? One to ten. Ten being the best. Um, I'm going to go with a s- 6.9. That's hell yeah. That's the right answer every single time. Uh, when's the last time you had a 10 day? Have you ever had a 10 day? Uh, yeah, no, I have lots of 10 days. I, I, in general, um, uh, I, uh, I try to live uh, my life like every day is the, the last day. And is that because you have all those polyps in your nose? Yeah, and I, and, and I don't believe in heaven, so I, I try to um, you know, not let the, the small things uh, get to me. Do you think it's better or worse, or it doesn't matter if an astronaut has any sort of faith? Um, I would say it's worse. Really? Yeah, because I mean, astronauts should be scientists, and yeah. it's uh, if you're a scientist and you have uh, uh, so no, 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 I think you mean it's better if they don't have faith. Then oh, d- maybe I misspoke. Yes, yeah, it would be better if all uh, everyone that worked at NASA was an atheist. Okay, that's my statement. Do you think it'd be easy? Do you think it'd be easier to convince certain people to go into space? Be really quick for the people listening at home. Kale, do you want her to describe your license plate? Uh, my license plate says skeptic. And right. what kind of license plate is it? It's a vanity plate. I know, but like, isn't it also like sponsored? It's, yeah, no, it's, yeah, so it's the NASA. Thank you. The NASA skeptic okay. plate. I think it's actually easier to convince someone to do something like jumping off of a building or bungee jumping, stuff like that, if they believe in an afterlife. Well, I think we're, we're this is a, boy, we're getting into, into it here. Um, I don't think we are. We're just giving some weekend picks. I think, I think the average person just doesn't really believe that other people really believe in the afterlife. Like, it, like I think... Hold on. Walk that back. You think that yeah. the average person doesn't believe that their fellow man... Yeah, so, okay, a lot of people claim that they believe in the afterlife. I think mm-hmm. when it comes down to really do they, they, they secretly don't. Could but you then say, I do think there are a lot of people that 100% do. Could you say that the majority of people hope that there's an afterlife? Yeah, but hoping doesn't make anything true. But I think that... I'm not disagreeing. But, so, sorry, what I was trying to say was that most people don't actually believe in the afterlife, even if they say they do, and they think other people also don't really believe. But yet, we do have a lot of people on this planet that actually legitimately believe in paradise in the afterlife, 
and will do crazy things in that belief. You know what I believe in? Paradise by the Dashboard Light, which you could find. Do you even know that reference, Jack? Nope. Jesus Christ, Meatloaf. Look up Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Kale, you know what I was talking about, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Are you being... Oh, my God. You you dumb, dumb men. You are just... You're full of shame. Meatloaf is an amazing man. I've been getting in a big Meatloaf kick right in the past month. Uh, Jen Tisdale in the office understands this and knows this. Meatloaf is completely underrated. He is such a fun theatrical verge of metal artist. Play me a little bit of Paradise by the Dashboard Light. This is so fun. This is just some fun tunes. Well, I remember every little thing as if it happened only yesterday. He looks like a mess in this video. He looks like a mess in life in every day of his life and he's living it to the fullest. Celine Dion's video from the mid-90s it's all coming back to me now. It's like shot for shot remake of yeah. a video that Meatloaf made two years prior. I like his song in Rocky Horror. It's a, it's a great song. He's a great man. We should need a Meatloaf BYT field trip. Anyways, um, so th- thanks for listening to BYT Radio Philosophy 101 slash Meatloaf Education Class. Time for our best weekend bets picks. It is Thursday in Washington, D.C. The first Thursday in March. No, second Thursday in March. Thursday, March 8th. Kale, what is your pick for today? Thursday, March 8th, in Washington, D.C. So when you weren't looking, I went into the Best Weekend Bets post, and I added... Oh, thanks. ...some of my own picks. What did I choose? Oh, yes. So kind of going with our uh, nerd theme, uh, I added the, at Six and I, uh, the uh, Michio Kaku crazy futurist physicist uh, author is doing a book talk. about his new book about terraforming Mars and interstellar travel and all sorts of fun sci-fi based in real science Do you topics. Ever wish you worked at NASA? Um, yeah, I, I mean, when I was growing up, obviously as a little kid, I did. Yeah. Um, I do worry that even though by design, uh, NASA has to be very bureaucratic. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, every single line of code has to have, you know, uh, a comment on it. Like, I think the that would drive me crazy because I'm yeah. just a little more loosey-goosey. Um, but in in some magical world where I can handle the bureaucracy, yes, I wish I worked. Does it. stuff like the Virgin Intergalactic whatever stuff excite you? It does, yes. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I would say probably at least once every six months I cry thinking about the moon landing. Really? Yeah. I get very emotional about it. That's nice. That's yeah. a lovely thought. Yeah. I'm going to recommend uh, National Museum of Women in the Arts Women House Opening Party. We have a a wonderful profile that Kaylee Dugan and Nicholas Carlin did. It's currently on BritishYoungThings.com. That that exhibition opens uh, tomorrow, but the party is tonight. I highly recommend that. And I'm also going to recommend uh, Nick Hakem. Hakem? Hakem? Nick Hakem? Jack? Hakem? I don't know. H-A-K-I-M. Nobody cares. Fantastic. Thanks for being a part of the show. Uh, he's at the Miracle Theater tonight, which is an oldish but newish music venue in uh, Barracks Row. Uh, we have an interview with him. Read that. Go to BritishYoungThings.com. Friday, March. Uh, Friday, I, I added a dance party uh, for uh, aging hipsters uh, at the DC9 uh, called LCD Sound System versus Hot Chip versus Cut Copy Dance Party. See, I did not include that in Best Week and Bets because LCD Sound System still exists, and I recommended two different dance parties on Saturday night. Yeah, I just... You're I, older. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of those bands. Uh, we recently went uh, as a whole office to see LCD Sound System. We should have went to go see Meatloaf and educated the youth. Yeah, um, and so I felt it was appropriate uh, to add. All right. Uh, we also like Alex Cameron at Rock and Roll Hotel. That's in our Your Best March feature. And a brand new brewery opens tomorrow. It's not close, though. It's Eavesdrop Brewery. If you want to know more about the, the beer scene in Washington, you see, I highly recommend checking out our Draft Picks monthly column by Phil Ronco. He runs up about 10 of the best beer events uh, in the DMV area. He also runs our Freshly Tap series. And I've learned most of everything I've known about beer uh, thanks to Phil, other than drinking really cheap, awesome beer as well. Okay, moving on. Saturday, March 10th. Kale, what is your pick? Oh, uh, I, I, I think we jumped the gun. You, we jumped the gun? Okay, Han. So the, the LCD dance party was Saturday. Dude. Sorry. I, God damn it. Four picks. You screw up one of them. All right. So, Han. So, so my pick for Friday. For Friday, March 9th, is what? Okay, my pick for Friday 
was a daytime thing. Um, so the Hirschhorn has that new uh, exhibition called Brand New. Correct. Uh, and I noticed that uh, you could stop over at the Hirschhorn on your lunch break on Friday between 12.30 p.m. and 1.30 p.m., and they have some special objects out of storage that are related to that new exhibition. Uh, I did get a little sneak preview of that exhibition, and it w- uh, looked really cool, so uh, I put my, my lunch break Friday pick uh, there, and then my LCD dance party was You added Saturday. to my other two things. I'm going to recommend the Coven at Ten Tigers Parlor because it's not nearly as... Uh uh, retro yep. as the LCD sound system and hot chip. Nothing against either of those bands. I'm clearly going to recommend Tiffany Haddish at Warner Theater. She's doing two shilled out shows. That show should be in an arena, not a theater. Yep. Uh, and also Beth Ditto at 930 Club. Yep. It's a very good Saturday night for music. We're finally getting to that like warm mission of weather, but not warm enough where there's outdoor shows. So like all the best shows are coming right now. She puts on a fun show. All right. So that's Saturday. Sunday, 311, the highest of holy days. What is your pick, Kale? So I'm going to pay money to uh, watch a television show that I don't really care about. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, U-Haul celebrates its eight-year anniversary uh, all next week. Uh, the first show is with Trouble Funk, so we're going to recommend that. Come to BradyShunkThings.com for some uh, photos of the new mural. Stay That's- tuned for exciting Trouble Funk news. Oh, yeah? Coming up maybe next week. Beautiful. BYT Radio. And I'm going to also recommend a benefit for Girls Drum DC at Songbird. Songbird has uh, a show on this radio station. Isn't that right, Jack? That's right. What time is that show? Sundays at 5 o'clock. Sundays at 5 o'clock, the exact same time that Girls Drum DC Fest benefit for Girls Rock at Songbird. Uh, Weatherby, I noticed the Baltimore pick was to watch uh, the movie Dune. Yes. Um, What do you think about that movie, Dune? I'm glad it exists because I like when people make money. I'll leave it at that. What about you? Uh, I I watched it as a child, uh-huh. um, and I I seem to have some fond memories of it. Um, I tried rewatching it uh, about six months ago, and I, I think I tapped out about halfway through. Yeah, I haven't watched it as a cog like as an adult. It's I mean it's beautiful. I mean it's amazing to look at, but my god, it's so boring. I'm not a sci-fi person. Yeah, I'm not against it. I but here's the thing: without Dune, we don't get. Blue Velvet. Without Blue Velvet, we don't get Twin Peaks. Yeah, so yeah. I'm happy. My wallpaper on my phone is literally... Have you read the book? No. I, see, that's the thing. I'm, I don't care. I haven't read the book. It's in my it's in my audible queue, but it's like it's like 24 hours long, and I heard it's real boring. I, I, just, I just can't do it. I also have a very difficult time listening to fiction. Yeah. We've already established this on the show. I know that everyone is a big uh, listener to every single thing I've ever said on this show and has a catalog, so I appreciate it. Did you enjoy you. the Joe Dvorsky's Dune documentary? I didn't see it. Watch it. Watch it. Okay. Right now. Like, Have you seen all of season three of Twin Peaks? Watch it. Watch it now. Okay. That's so boring. No, it's not. It's the best thing. I like it, it's, it's the so best boring. piece of art in 2017, <laughs> and if you disagree, you are wrong. I'm like halfway through. You're, have you gotten to the atomic bomb yet? No. Then you don't know what art is. Okay. Jack, have you seen any of Twin Peaks? Uh, nope. Okay. So as long as you haven't seen it, that's what fine. Ha- well, Jack, what have you seen? <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Jack likes Curb Your Enthusiasm and basketball. Yeah, that's right. Thanks. You pay yeah. attention. What well, have you have you seen? Like you know the like the, the like you know the the, the top three. Like you know, what are the top three? I don't know. Sopranos. Yeah. Breaking Bad and what? I mean, in terms of wire. ratings or in terms in the of wire. culture. The wi- I've seen maybe half of the Sopranos and none of the other two shows. And you just. You hear people talking about him all the time and just are like, nah, Jack, are me. you Jewish? I'm not. Oh, huh. I figured because of your love of basketball and Curb, you'd be Jewish. <laughs> no. Well, I get What I'm getting at is do you have this... So I have a real problem when I hear uh, people making references to things and I don't know the reference. I get anxiety. And you I, do? Yeah, and I have to know everything. Really? Then, then, like, then I'm like, okay, so I'm going to... Like, for instance, like when I was in high school... People, my a friend of mine was talking about Steely Dan, and I'm like, I don't know much about Steely Dan. So really then I quick, went. The friend that was talking about Steely Dan, did he have a father? Uh, he no, he wasn't an, an adult man. No, no, but like I know, but the man that liked Steely Dan, did he have a father? He did. 
I'm convinced that everyone that has a father likes Steely Dan, and everyone that doesn't doesn't understand the appeal of Steely Dan. Maybe that's it. Yep. But he was talking about Steely Dan, and and I was like, I now need to know what Steely Dan is, and I went and I just bought the entire box set and all the B sides, and then became a huge Steely Dan yeah. fan. Like I just obsess over something because I want to know every. I'm like that too. I just it, it, I guess the idea of starting is overwhelming to me. Like Arrested Development, I heard references to that for years, never watched it, and then much later just binged, you know, all of the seasons. Did all you once. like the last season? No. I loved it. You did? It's, I think it's the future of storytelling. Really? I yeah. It. I understand. I think back. it's the future of television. I'm the, I know I'm in the... I have to yet be in to the meet. same room at the same time. That's the chemistry for me. I disagree. I think that mm. what they did isn't necessarily great, but I loved that they tried so many different things to make it work. Yeah, I appreciate the ambition. Did they, did they redo it like in a different order or something? I don't know. Okay, well, it was like the filming schedules. Like people weren't available at the same time, so they would do you know yeah. Job scenes at one point. And yeah, then, yeah. But I'm saying each episode was about the character, but they happened at the same time, right? That was the yes. Concept. Oh yeah, yeah. But I yeah, thought yeah. they then maybe somebody maybe on the internet or something re-edited it like chronologically oh, or something. And I'm, think I'm wondering if that maybe made it better. Maybe. Here's the thing. Watch season the season four episodes. I think it's either two or three when they're building the wall in Mexico. I watched that. For the first time since it came out, well, I happened to be in Mexico, and I was just like, oh, they did it. They did, this is more important than The Simpsons predicting everything. Mm. So uh, what is the one show that you think you need to watch, Jack? The Wire. The Wire. Okay. Kale, what is the one cultural reference that you think, like, I just need to understand it? You, we- Weatherby? No, no, no. You, Kale. Oh, what, what is like the one? What thing do I think is the most important thing in general that you don't know about? That you're like, I need, I don't, I, I got to get caught up on this. Oh, that I don't know. About. Yes, but right. you under, but you hear the cultural references. Um, God, what is I'm so for of, Jack? It's the wire, right? What's what's kind of in my cultural reference queue right now that everyone's talking about that I don't know about? That's actually not a bad idea for a series. Yeah, it's true. Um, I can't, I'm having trouble thinking of something off the top of my head. Um, Perfect way to end the show. Yeah, this is great. So uh, <laughs> occasionally... Great for listeners, great for us. We uh, premiere songs on brightestjunkthings.com. We actually premiered two this week. Uh, Have you, did you talk about our new website a lot on this show? Yeah. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to announce the song? I'm waiting for... No, no. no wait, 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 wait. Don't play it yet. Don't play it. I'm waiting for Kale because he's going to say something. No, I'm just... I'm on our website right now and... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the, the redesign. You redesigned the site. And uh, I just want everyone to check it out and give us some feedback. If you, if, you know, if you like it, if you don't like it, if you, if you find something that's broken, let us know. Cause we're still I think it's tweaking. great, actually. That is not helpful feedback, Jack. But I'm, I'm in it. Like, I'm too in it, so I don't know. I, th- I think it looks good, but, but what do I know? I need, I need some, we need some more outside feedback. Sure. Can we ask the listeners to send in their feedback? On the no, website? thanks. So uh, we're going to end this show with a full song. Just tweet directly at Weatherby. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Uh, if you find a broken link, just tweet it at Weatherby. Thanks a lot. Uh, Kale at brightestyoungthings.com. Email him. Go to uh, brightestyoungthings.com and hear this song in full or just keep listening. It's uh, Great Lakes. The song is time served. Before you play it, uh, this band's been around for more than 20 years. Usually bands that have been around for more than 20 years aren't releasing good stuff uh, because... They're like Steely Dan. They suck. So, uh, oh, Mm-mm-mm. fuck you guys. You're both Steely wrong. Steely Dan's great. Do you have a dad? Thank you. He never listened to Steely Dan. Do you Dan have a dad? Yes or no? Yes. Fuck you. So, uh, this is a wonderful song. It's a beautiful song. It's an old Elephant Six band. Uh, they used to be in Georgia. Then they were in uh, Tennessee. Now they're in Brooklyn. And I, I really, really dig this song. And uh, it's a good earworm. It's four minutes long. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. And without further ado, here's Great Lakes Time Serve. Thanks, Kel. My joints hurt.